Welcome to the More Than Anxiety Podcast. I'm Megan DeVito, and I'm the life coach for stressed out and anxious women who want more out of life. I'm here to help you create a life you love to live where anxiety isn't holding you back. Get ready for a lighthearted approach to managing anxiety through actionable steps, a lot of truth talk, and inspiration to take action so you walk away feeling confident, calm, and ready to live. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 43 of the More Than Anxiety podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm recording this episode towards the end of June of 2023, in the middle of the longest wind-up to a recession that could ever possibly exist. And what I mean by this is that I just keep hearing that it's coming, but it's not here yet. And I'm not an economist in any sense of the word. My only real experience with the recessions is like 2008. I'm sure there were more, but the one that I remember anyway, when I was a teacher and I taught economics for a couple of years. So please don't take anything that I'm going to talk about in this episode as financial advice. Just take it as advice on how you can feel calm and how you can feel secure with your money, whether we're actually in a recession or not, because it just seems like the debate is never ending right now. All kinds of crazy things have been going on since supply chain disruptions and like political unrest and wars in the Ukraine and everything else, whatever it is that's causing us to be in this weird place of inflation and incredible job opportunities, but also wacky economics. And I don't understand a lot of that, but it can make you anxious. So that was the little disclaimer that I'm not here to give you any kind of financial advice or tell you what to do. I'm just here to help you feel better. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get started. You might actually be wondering why I'm going to talk about money on an anxiety podcast. And there's a very real and important reason that I have to go here around anxiety and money, whether it's from spending money or hoarding money to hating money and fearing money. It's 100% real and it's super common and it is a very normal anxiety trigger for a lot of people, including myself. Since I started recovering, or since I actually recovered from health anxiety, I've spent a lot of time digging out all the other little places in my life where I notice anxiety sneaking back in. And for me, this is one of those places, and since it's apparent to me now, and I've worked through a lot of this, and I continue to work through some of the thoughts that I'm going to share with you today, I have the responsibility as an anxiety coach to help you feel calmer and more secure with your own money. I'm not here to share any get rich quick when you find you're not anxious anymore thing or to tell you how to spend or invest or anything like that, but really just to explore the thoughts or the beliefs that can contribute to money anxiety and to provide you with some actionable strategies so that you can shift those thoughts so that you have a healthier relationship with your money. So you don't freak out when you have to spend it. So you don't hoard it. So you don't automatically spend all of it whenever you feel anxious, because all of those things play into anxiety about having money or needing money or not having enough money, whatever it is, wherever your thoughts go. So let's start by getting clear on what money is and what it isn't. Where did it come from and why the heck do we need it anyway? This seems like such an obvious question, doesn't it? But a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about what money is and what it does or what it means. We have these thoughts of it's the root of all evil and really it's not, it's just a tool. So let's talk about money in terms of coins or paper bills, but also the fact that it's so much more than that especially when we have things like Bitcoin or Venmo or euros versus pounds versus dollars or paper checks. Money isn't simply some physical thing that you can hold in your hand or send to somebody over your phone. 
money is a system of value that we use to exchange our time or stuff that we've got in our house or things that we're selling or services that we provide. Anything that you can put value on is actually money. And if you swapped cookies for coffee, the cookies and the coffee become a form of money. You put value on them to pay for something else that you wanted. I have cookies, you have coffee. I'll give you a cookie if you give me some of your coffee. It's that simple. The cookies and the coffee just became money. As women, this is incredibly important because I've heard myself and my friends say things like, I'm broke. And for women in particular, feeling like you don't have any money can cause you to feel trapped or to be trapped in maybe an unsafe or an unsatisfying relationship or maybe trapped in a job. Some women feel really unimportant or overlooked because they don't earn as much money as they would like to earn. You might feel like a burden if you're not earning enough money to help support your family, or you might even feel like you're just not successful, even though you're raising brilliant, amazing children. Women tend to earn less money even when they are at work, and they tend to have to take more time out of work to take care of their kids or of their spouse or even their aging parents. And we outlive men, so we need our own money to be able to earn more. We have to feel less stressed and less anxious about the value we have right now. Otherwise, it just never shows up, does it? Like the more we stress about it, the more we say we don't have it, the more we realize that we are not getting it. So it's easy to look at every single bill or even your Venmo or your checking account balance and see zero dollars. You have money in the account or you don't. And when you take that money and you attach it to who you are as a person, your value increases or decreases based on a number in a computer or on a piece of paper instead of who you are and what you bring to the world as a woman, as a human being. And when you notice the number go down, you start to stress out and you start to scramble and feel anxious. I see this happen less often than I used to, but sometimes when I am particularly sensitive, maybe after we've had a lot of expenses in a month or in a short amount of time, I feel like I should be doing more. And I even criticize myself about my, you know, my, maybe my career choices or about not going after a college degree that I think I should have gone after back in the 90s. It's that shoulda, woulda, coulda thing. I know this isn't just me because I've seen it happen with my friends and I've seen it come up on coaching calls as well. It's that feeling of scarcity, like money is just going to disappear and you'll be destitute or flat broke. Or you start thinking that you're less than somebody else because they have more money than you. Or you start overspending to make yourself feel smarter or more worthy or more secure. This might also feel like there's never enough money. Even when you're paying your bills and you've got a little extra to go out to eat or to do fun things. We're going to deal with all of these things, all of these thoughts that are making you feel anxious. Maybe just listening to this episode right now. Just like when I'm helping someone who has health anxiety or social anxiety or any other kind of anxiety, you have to start with finding what you actually think and feel in order to work through the thoughts or the feelings. And sometimes we use anxiety as this blanket term for feeling uncomfortable or feeling scared or any other kind of negative emotion. It's overwhelming and dipping into the actual feelings means that you have to feel stuff that you don't wanna feel, especially when you're wrapped up in beliefs or you have some like past trauma attached to the emotions. So whether you're talking about anxiety around money or anything else, those thoughts 
feel true because of the anxious reaction that your body creates inside of you to help keep you safe. That fight or flight feeling is going to happen no matter what. And I want to share some of the more common beliefs that you might have about money so you can start to find them and how you relate to earning money or spending money or saving money. So I'm going to tell you this list. I just want you to pay attention to the ones that you're like, oh yeah, I've thought that before. Or, oh, when she said that, it made me feel really kind of anxious or uncomfortable or sad or angry, whatever comes up for you. Remember with anxiety, there's never a right or a wrong answer. It's just how you feel. And those feelings come from how you believe or what you think. Here's the first one. Money's hard to get or hard to earn. This belief that you have to work these long, hard hours or that money doesn't grow on trees and that finding good paying job is difficult, they all fall under this belief. If you think money is hard to get, it's going to be hard to get because your brain will always find evidence for what it believes. What happens with this belief and how you might see this is only counting money that you've earned maybe in your job and you negate all the other places money might show up for you. So for example, let's say you only count your paycheck and you think that something like someone taking you out for lunch or the money you got in a birthday card or a rebate for something you bought or like some other small like surprise way that money pops up for you isn't real money or well that was just like bonus money. No, it's still money. You're still getting it. It's just a surprise money. It's great money. It just pops in here and there. So if you notice you tend to believe money's hard to get, it can help to start directing your brain to pay attention to all the places where money comes from with a money tracker. So there's an app called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. There's actually a book that goes with it too, and I really love it. Um, but it's a money tracker app that you can keep track of all the ways that money rolls in. Um, and on the months that I pay attention and I start actually tracking this, I notice it's not that hard. I just have to I just have to like look. I just have to be aware. Sometimes I'll even put in like a penny I found on the sidewalk. One cent found money on the sidewalk or the quarter I found on the couch cushions. And it all counts when you let it count. So take a minute and think about the little kids out there having lemonade stands who go out with all of the confidence in the world and sell some of the best and the absolute worst lemonade on the planet. They haven't developed that belief yet and they make money. My friends and I used to paint and sell rocks out of our landscaping to the neighbors and we made money. We used to wa- we used watercolor paints, you guys. They weren't even like tempera paints or something bright and pretty. It was just watercolor paint on a rock. But we had something to sell and we had the gumption to believe that people would buy it. So they did. And we had enough money after a couple of hours to ride our bikes to town and buy slushies. And that's really all we were after. We had the money to do it because... It was there. We were just like, of course people want to buy our beautiful rocks that we painted. We had fun painting the rocks, then we sold them to people, and then we went and bought slushies. You couldn't lose. Another way you might think about money that might bring up some emotions for you is that you think you have to hoard money or keep a really tight wallet to have more. If I want to have more money, I have to hoard it all in. I have to keep it and not let it go out. So you might see this if you have a big expense coming on soon, like maybe you're going on a big trip or you know you're going to have to put new tires on your car. It could be anything that is bigger than your normal monthly expenses, and it might be something you want to spend money on or something that you have to spend money on. Either way, take a look at what you're thinking and where your brain goes. 
Does it go to how am I going to get the money for this? Or where can I not spend money to have this big thing that I need? Or does it go to a place of gratitude that you've got the money to pay for it? Or you're going to have the money to pay for it? One thought is based on scarcity and the other one is based on abundance and believing that money comes and goes all the time and it's a renewable resource. Money is an exchange of energy. If you can think about it back to the cookies and coffee scenario, it helps. It takes the pressure off of it. It takes the numbers off of it. So if you notice that you start to feel extra anxious when you have a big expense coming up, start by calming your body down so your nervous system can just chill out and you can think clearly. When you're anxious, it's super difficult and sometimes impossible to think clearly or creatively, which makes it that much harder to see money as available and to come up with ways to save it or to make more. Instead of thinking you have to be extra frugal, you can try changing your thought just a tiny smidge to what can I do to save money for this? Or what can I do to make money for this? And that tiny shift opens you up to find answers and it will keep you from staying locked into that feeling and being miserably anxious in the process. The more anxious you are, the less you can think, the less creative you can be, and the less truthful you can be with yourself about where the money might come from or how much you actually have. Number three, only selfish and greedy people want to make a lot of money or people who make a lot of money are selfish and greedy. Basically two sides to the same coin. This is an excuse to stay broke and to feel good about yourself for being broke. We're taught from the time we are very little to give and to be charitable. And those are amazing, beautiful things. I will never tell you not to give your money or your time or your talent or the shirt off your back, whatever you want to do. Please do that. Give your money and your time generously because not only are you helping other people who are struggling, but it also feels really, really good to help whether you're giving money or shirts. And this has absolutely nothing to do with your value or your worth or your morals or the worth of the person that you're giving things to or the person that's receiving help or when someone gives you something. People who have more money aren't necessarily selfish or greedy. In fact, you can be flat broke and be both selfish and greedy. Think about that for a second. Think about somebody you know who maybe has less means than you do. Do you know somebody who's living far below what you might have, who you could still classify as selfish or greedy. Because having more money doesn't mean you're more selfish or greedy. And having less money doesn't mean you're selfish or greedy or not selfish or greedy. That's just who you are, whether you've got money or not. I like to think about people like Keanu Reeves or J.K. Rowling or Bill Gates or Oprah Winfrey. All of them are loaded And they give a ton of money away and they do amazing things in the world. And thank goodness they have money. Number four, this one's a double-edged sword. So let me be clear that being born with money is absolutely a privilege and it makes your life much easier from the get-go in terms of upward trajectory. This is, I mean, we can argue this all day, but straight up, if you've got money when you're born, you're starting out like ahead of the person who doesn't. You grow up in a better neighborhood with better schools. There's less violence. You've got better access to healthcare. You've got more experience. This is 100% true. And it's also not 100% true for everyone. There will always be opportunity. Even when the restricting factors are much bigger 
and more difficult for some people than others. And money does not determine your success in life or your failure either. Here's why. Wealth is a level that is different to everybody. What I mean by this is, I might consider the guy down the road from me to be wealthy. But the guy down the road, the guy that I'm thinking of, he might feel like he isn't. He might be looking at the like woman he works with and thinking she's loaded. The same is true for success. And what I consider success may not be the same as what you consider success. This is such a great, helpful thought switch that you can make when you start to compare yourself to somebody else, because we all know how quickly comparison can make you feel like crap. So now that you've hopefully noticed some of the thoughts that might come up for you when you think about money or wealth, we can talk about how to let go of those beliefs so that you can start to feel calm and start to feel confident when it comes to making or saving or spending, whatever you want to do. You have to start by calming your body down. And I've talked extensively about this. I'm just going to keep talking about it because when you're anxious, you're not thinking clearly. You're creating and believing stories to solve problems, in this case, around what it means to have or to not have money in a single moment in time. You can calm your body down by slowing your breath. We can do that by exhaling as far as you can, slowly inhaling through your nose, holding your breath when your lungs are full, then exhaling longer than you inhale. Do this for a couple of minutes before you try to tackle your thoughts about spending, saving, not having money, whatever it is. Next, start your thoughts with the words, I think, then assume that the thought isn't true until you can prove it to be 100% true for you right now with no exceptions. This is a coaching rule of thumb, wherever your circumstances, whatever your circumstances, Even when it feels absolutely true, it hardly ever is. There's almost always an exception. Since our brains like to keep us safe, which includes having money and being financially secure or having things to feel like we fit in or not having things so we don't look greedy or selfish. Can you see how your thoughts will always go to your beliefs? We think those things are true, but they aren't. They're just thoughts. Coaching helped me pick through the truth in my thoughts around money, and I use those same techniques when I'm coaching someone else. The third thing you can do is focus on abundance. Focus on what you want and create a goal. Coaching is forward and goal-focused, and yours might be to save $5,000 or to stop buying lottery tickets or even iced coffees every day. Whatever it is, I can help you find the ways that you're spending money to feel good and where you're not spending money that you need to spend money. And also how you can feel really good both spending and saving while you reach your goal. One step at a time, you will get there. And you can talk to me more about how I can help you if you go to my website. It's just my name, megandevito.com forward slash work with me, or you can just go to the show notes and find the link. Okay, moving on. Number four, take care of yourself as you learn to take care of your money. Learn to set boundaries. I had to create a boundary about buying more white t-shirts. It was my retail therapy. Learn to take time to feel and how a purchase feels in your body before you spend or don't spend money on something. Your body's going to tell you everything you need to know. So ask yourself, do I need something? Do I want this? Or do I feel like I should have it? Or do I need something because someone else has it? There's so many stigmas and thoughts about money that we learn as we grow up and experience life from whatever financial place we're in. What you think about yourself and how you feel about money, 
you can feel less stressed and less anxious and enjoy spending it, but also saving it. You can make it easy, whatever your goal is, and I can help you get there. Okay. Thanks for listening this week. This was a really fun episode for me to make. I got to work through a lot of my own thoughts when I was creating this. Um, I hope it was eye-opening for you. I hope you're starting to see that you do have physical and emotional reactions to money and that you can change those reactions when you change what you think. I can help you get there. If you're ready to talk more about where anxiety is sneaking into your life, book your consultation call. The call is super fun. It's always free and it sets you up for more time to relax, more energy to have fun and more confidence to go after whatever you want in your life. I will talk to you again next week. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the More Than Anxiety podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review so others can easily find this resource as well. And of course, if you're ready to feel more relaxed, have more energy, more confidence, and a lot more fun, go to megandevito.com forward slash work with me or just to the show notes to talk to me more about coaching. See you soon.